Oh, well, howdy. I didn't hear you come in. Normally, I'd shoot you for unlawful entry, but seeing as this is your first offense, I'm going to let it go. You know, when I'm not whittling or cleaning my rifle, something I like to do is to help out my friends and neighbors with economic interpretations of various phenomena we see around the country. And why, just today, I received this letter from a woman in Tyler. Let me read it to you. Dear Cowboy Economist, I think my children are becoming socialists. What are the telltale signs and where is the closest re-education camp? Signed, Terrified in Tyler. Well, let me answer your second question first. That'd be College Station. But to the first question, boy, that's a doozy. Uh, what is a socialist? Is it somebody who wants the social ownership and the means of production? Is it an individual who's in favor of universal health care? Is it that guy down the street that won't take his Beto Yard sign down? Well, uh, probably it's all of these to some extent. But you know what? In order to really get at this, uh, we need to be a little bit more scientific about it. We need to come up with a definition. Now, because it's impossible to hunt down socialists without a wanted poster. One mistake people often make in this approach is to define by example. What this means is to say, for example, what's a cow? Well, a cow is like Bessie. Or, what's a mountain? Well, a mountain is something like Mount Everest. But then, what do we do with an entirely new phenomenon? Like, for example, my wife. Where does she fit in here? You know, when I first thought about this, I thought to myself, she's a lot more like a cow than she is like a mountain. Well, I'm here to tell you from bitter experience that that's the kind of logic she rejects. And that what she recommended to me was instead that one define a cow by its functions or by its innate characteristics. So I thought, well, that's not a bad idea. So I went and got myself a dictionary and looked it up. Here's the definition of a cow. A fully grown female animal of a domesticated breed of ox kept to produce milk or beef. Well, friends, that's not my wife. And I sure wish I'd read this first, but it saved a whole lot of trouble. So what definition should we use for socialism? Well, we want to avoid the error of so many others who say things like, well, socialism's like what they had in the Soviet Union or what they had in Korea and so forth. Instead, we want to come up with something more scientific, like our definition for a cow. Furthermore, I'm going to break socialism into two major groups. I'm going to call it big S socialism and little s socialism. Let's start with the latter. Now, looking this up, the best definition I ever found, and as I mentioned earlier, there's many, but I think the best one I found was this. Socialism is the distribution of a good or a service by a means other than income. What this means is this. We distribute saddles by income. If you've got enough income, you can have yourself a saddle. We distribute horses by income. If you've got enough income, you can get yourself a horse. We distribute leather-bound copies of Marx's Capital by income. You got enough income? Get yourself a leather-bound copy of Marx's copy top. However, we do not distribute police protection by income. All you got to do is dial 911. When you describe your emergency, they do not say, can I have a credit card number, please? What's the three-digit number on the back? They don't say any of that. They say, what is your emergency? If it sounds as if it's something they can help you with, they're going to come right over. And it doesn't matter whether you're not even a citizen of this country and have never given any money into the taxes that pay these fine young men and women's salaries, you are still entitled to police protection. In short, in this country, we distribute police protection by a means other than income. 
We distribute it by means of those who need the protection at the time, uh, crime being committed, and so forth. Now, that makes the police department a socialist institution. I'm sure some of y'all are reacting the same way my wife did when I compared her to a cow, but even though I stand well corrected on that issue, I'm right on this one. Indeed, comrade, there's socialism all around us right now. I made a list. Public libraries, public schools, national parks, fire departments, NASA, the United States Army, Navy, Air Force, Coast Guard, and Marine Corps are all socialist institutions. I know it's horrifying. Before we dig deeper into that nest of vipers, though, let's step back and have a look at Big S Socialism. Now, this is quite a bit different from Little S Socialism. It's a much more specific, um, I guess, theory, you should say, and that is a recommendation that what we want with, with Big S Socialism is we want social ownership of the means of production. We want, for example, Ford, Microsoft, Exxon, Walmart, Citibank, all to be owned in this country in the same way NASA is owned. And the basic goal here is that we're eliminating a class of people who earn income from nothing but owning. You can earn income from working, you can earn income from managing, you can earn income from directing, but you shouldn't earn income from just owning. I think the uh, uh, easiest example of this is perhaps uh, someone who has inherited wealth. They have done nothing to earn that wealth, and yet because they have inherited, say for example, the, the Hilton Hotel Empire, then they can receive an income from that ownership. The goal of Big S Socialism is to eliminate that class of people and have us all own the means of production in a social manner in the same way we do with the Marine Corps and with NASA. Well, that gives us a chance to think about some wanted posters here and to help this horrified woman in Tyler determine whether or not her children are socialists. Let's start with Big S Socialists. Here's my, here's my wanted poster. I don't know if you've seen this guy or not. And if you're trying to figure out if your children are becoming Big S Socialists, this is what you need to look for. Are they carrying around copies of the Communist Manifesto? Are they going on about labor being the only source of value? Do they talk about the different stages of economic development? If so, they're probably getting ready to expropriate the expropriators. Now, fortunately, very few of these types exist. But on the other hand, if your children have gone down this path, there's not a whole lot you can do. Why, they're easy to spot, but these are people who have gone through the work of reading Marx's Kapital and trying to understand it. It's not going to be an afternoon conversation to dissuade someone of what they've read in these books. So I apologize, or rather I'm very sorry for you if this turns out to be the case. Now, I suppose you could, if you were desperate, as a parent, read through these yourself and work up some sort of an intellectual argument to have with your children to try to bring them back to the ways of God and freedom. But very few parents actually love their children enough to do that. So, very sad. Could your children be little s socialists? Like this man right here. Well, you know what? It could be. That's a very strong possibility. But the problem is that pretty much everybody is a little s socialist. Anybody who believes that we should be distributing some goods and services by means other than income is a little s socialist. If you think it's okay that you don't have to pay to go into a public library, you're a little s socialist. If you think it's okay that you don't have to get out your checkbook 
If you have a fire at your house, then you're a little less socialist. If you think that it's okay for the United States Army to not be run as a private enterprise. I mean, imagine what that would entail. The United States Army would have to operate like an insurance company. They would have to come, come by your house. Hello, uh, are you the woman of the house? My name is Captain Johnson, United States Army. Are you afraid of Canadians? Me too. We have three levels of protect protection against Canadian aggression. And then you'd sign up for them and so forth, and that's how they'd finance the United States Army. Well, we would have lost World War II for sure if we'd operated that way. So once again, if you're okay with any of these things, you already are a little less socialist. In fact, what we're witnessing today in towns across America, including Tyler, Texas, is actually uh, not a, an argument over whether or not there are some goods and services that should be distributed by means other than income, but which ones should be distributed by means other than income. That's been the argument. Now, these so-called democratic socialists, for example, their idea is not to introduce a new concept into the economy, that is, little less socialism, but to extend little less socialism to things like health care. They believe that things like health care should not be driven primarily by how much money you have. Now, one is certainly free to disagree with this notion, just as one can disagree that the poor, do, uh, that the poor deserve police protection. But that doesn't make it an attack on the American way of life. So what I would say to you, worried mother, where's your letter again, worried mother terrified in Tyler, what I would say to you is that feel free to argue with your children about this. Remind them that the poor are lazy and undeserving, but don't worry about them becoming card-carrying communists. These are very different things. Um, now, another thing I hear from many of my viewers is that they're worried that little s socialism can perform a role as a gateway drug into big s socialism. In fact, there's a lot of people out there who equate the two, who say these two are essentially the same. These are either ignorant people or fear mongers. Do not listen to them. Instead, uh, yes, it is true that big s socialists generally also embrace little s socialism, but very few little s socialists also embrace big S socialism. In other words, of all those people who believe that there are goods and services that should be distributed by a means other than income, very few of them also believe that we should have social ownership of the means of production. Uh, I don't know of a single political party in the United States that takes such a position. I mean, there might be two or three people try to run for office now and then, but nobody important and certainly nobody here in Fort Worth. So, terrified and Tyler, don't, uh, don't you worry about that. Now, um, one thing that we do hear a lot about is, again, going back to these, these uh, social Democrat, Democrats, whatever they're called, um, is that they want to make the capitalist system more democratic with a small d. Now, what they mean by that essentially is to return to the days of Adam Smith the high levels of competition that prevent few individual firms and, and owners from accumulating the power that enables them to, well, accumulate even more power. That's not how capitalism is supposed to work. The invisible hand does not operate when it's got its hand in the back pocket of a politician. That's the right way to think about it. So I hope this was in some way helpful to everybody and to perhaps put your minds at ease. Uh, I know I feel a lot better having thought through these issues myself. Will, will, will this prevent me and my militia group from worrying about various other issues? Probably not. But I don't think we need to worry about socialists. For now, we've got them under control.